I know, you're chomping at the bit to try out your brand new golf equipment. I've got the perfect spot. Sayer National starting their Saturday scrambles in January. It's a great way to scratch that golfing itch through the winter months until springtime brings green grass and warmer temps. The Saturday scrambles are weather permitting, but trust me, from personal experience, they'll play most Saturdays in just about any weather. If your golf game needs a new secret weapon, the Pro Shop has tons of Callaway clubs, balls, and apparel. Come hang out at Sayer National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. Right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. We're hanging out over at Sayre National this morning. It's going to be a, a really a pretty nice week. So uh, I'm sure there will be plenty of golfers out and about throughout the week uh, here at Sayre National. Come on out and enjoy uh, everything that they have to offer. It looks like a, a pretty decent-sized uh Project going on over there on number six this morning. Saw <laughs> that big giant backhoe and, and all kinds of things. So uh, I know that Jimmy had mentioned that they were going to be doing something there um, with that fairway and, and to the right of the fairway. So it looks like they, they got that started. But that uh, that shouldn't bother you because there's nothing wrong with the middle of the fairway. So just hit it down, hit it right down the tube, and you yeah. don't even notice that anybody's over there. But uh, it's going to be yeah, 60s uh, for the first couple of days this week. Uh, of course, the Saturday scramble. Guess, guess what, Jared? What's that? The secret weapon was on the winning team. Oh, this week. Well, it's not so much a secret if you're going to tell us who weapon, it is. The secret weapon was on the winning team of the Saturday scramble. <coughs> the secret, the secret weapon is Mark Boswell, along with Cody and Tyson Varnell, Billy Haas, and Heath Martin. Were the four, the, the five, the five winners in the Saturday scramble uh, nice. this week? Looks like maybe I'll get to make my Saturday scramble debut this Saturday. Oh, very good. It's a possibility with uh, the Elk City game being on <clears throat> Friday night. There, it's of course now you look at the weather and it says fifty nine and windy. No, no, that can change. So uh, that's we'll, we'll see. But uh, a lot of things going on. We'll tell you there's some tournaments. It's it's crazy, but. April's going to be here before you know it. And then the golf tournament schedule will really get going. Uh, the, always the alumni tournament, which will be on. I just snapped a picture of that. Schedule. Uh, the Sarah Alumni Tournament is on the 8th. That's Saturday, April the 8th. And at the end of April, the Bob. Two-day, four-man. Started it last year. And uh, it, it was a it was a rousing success, and so uh, those are the couple of the tournaments that are that are coming up. We can probably put the schedule on the Skinny on Sports Facebook page. It's a good idea. So you can see the yeah. see the tournament schedule over here at Sarah National. Uh, so uh, of course, there's awesome TVs. I know they had a bunch of people out here for the Super Bowl last night, hanging out watching. Uh, so good stuff here 
at Sayre. Coming up on the program today, normally this is uh, a Monday and Jim would be with us, but uh, Jim is out at the Super Bowl. He went to the Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. So he will not be with us. That means you and I break down what happened over the weekend as the high school basketball playoffs got started in Class A and Class B. We'll go, go, go over those district results. The Super Bowl, obviously, will be top of mind. We can talk about that. And then also, I thought it was interesting this weekend, uh, Barry Trammell wrote an article talking about the scheduling uh, for OU in Texas as they move into the SEC and kind of what the models might look like yeah. in here and there. So that's something, another thing that we can discuss as well. 225-9698 is the phone or the uh, text line. It's 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with us live couple of different ways. You can log on to KADSAM.com or you can download the app. The app has it all. We've got the Penny News. we got radio. we got Big Elk and Paragon TV. Of course, those high school hoops playoffs will get going for all classes with regionals coming up this week and then district for the, for the larger schools. And so uh, lots, of, lots of good stuff there on the app. And then Skinny on Sports Podcast. If you miss us entirely, you can go back and find those on kadsam.com. iTunes is kind of hit and miss. I did see it, it, one of them popped up. When? This weekend. That first one that loaded, it alerted me. <laughs> it was I crazy. don't know what's going on with Apple. I've, I've gone round and round with them. <clears throat> yeah, it was wild. So go to kadsam.com. Yeah. Uh, how are you, Jared? I'm well. I'm, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I actually played golf yesterday. My back is a little bit sore. You can tell I haven't. Really? It's the first time this year that I've been out there, so I'm kind of a little uncomfortable. Oh, overdoing it? Overcompensating because of the wind yesterday? I think he's just out of shape and fast, <laughs> to be honest with you. That was a major problem. I'm trying to I set got. it up where that we can blame it on something other than that. <laughs> well, I just think that's what it was. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. Uh, there was some good and some bad. Uh, well, the weather was good other than the wind, right? Yeah, it was I mean, windy. The temperature was not bad. No, I don't yeah. know. Shirt and shorts. I didn't even. I never got cold once. Uh, yeah. Uh, question on the text line: When is Alex going to put out the schedule uh, for Elk City? Probably Tuesday, next Tuesday, not this Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we have a meeting a week from tonight. I know that that will be on one of the topics of conversation to finalize that. So it'll be coming in the next week or so. Good deal. Coming up here uh, somewhere in that somewhere next week. Uh, we ought to have that finalized, and the Elk City schedule will be out there uh, for the tournaments. Um, man, uh, tell us about uh, Canute. Uh, we'll start out with the high school hoops. Yeah. And uh, how do you, uh, what, what, what did you see th- this weekend from the Trojans and the Trojans? Well, uh, Canute hosted a district, had Boone Apache and Bingaroni in town. The boys uh, did not get that by, even though they were hosting, and um, they took on Bingaroni, which was – you know, watching or looking at being our own schedule, they came in with a winning record at thirteen and ten, I believe. Uh, if memory serves me right, I can actually tell you, it would actually be thirteen and nine. And um, after that, but uh, Canute, um, you know, looking at their schedule, they had some nice wins, some head scratching losses, and ups and downs. Good showing in tournaments, stuff like that. And as I'm looking at Bingaroni's schedule, I thought this looks very familiar. It kind of looked like what Canute's kind of gone through. 
this season. So uh, going into that game, really unknown. How was it? How were they going to match up? What were they going to look like? And but I kept saying it. I've said it all last week, and saying it's such a big advantage when you're at home. And Canute, um, they they shoot well in their home gym. They have all season long, and they continue that on Friday night against Bingaroni. Outshot them 21 to six in the first quarter, and uh, pretty much ran away with it, winning 61 to 40. And um, continuing their season, not just into Saturday night, but by virtue of that, they'll no matter what happened on Saturday night, they're going to continue to play next weekend in the regional. So they took on Boone Apache, ranked eighth out of Class A, a tough, very tough athletic team uh, from Caddo County. And, and I say Caddo County because what do we think about when we think about Caddo County? Mm-hmm. All those tough teams, your Fort Cobbs, your uh, Cyrils, Boone Apache's right there with them. Uh, they came in and they uh, were electric. Dom Scott, a junior for Boone Apache, he had 12 first quarter points. He uh, finished with a game high 32. Canute uh, had very had a lot of difficulty uh, defending him. They they tried multiple ways to defend him or try to slow him down. They had a little success in the second quarter and uh, third quarter, uh, but he poured it on in the fourth quarter as they pulled away. Winning that one, 73 to 58. But Canute had every shot. I mean, they were only down five going into that fourth quarter. Uh, they just simply ran out of gas and um, um, committed some costly uh, fouls that uh, turned into you know three-point plays and ones. And um, and credit Apache, they they gutted it out in, in a tough environment right there in Canute's gym and um, um, got the win. But uh, um, for Canute, Jackson Beck had 24. And Kyron Winery had 14 in uh, their final game in that gym. But like I said, they'll move on. They'll play Snyder on Thursday over at Boone Apache at the in the three o'clock game in, in the uh, regional consolation bracket. The girls, they got the bye. They played Saturday night and they uh, took advantage of playing at home and and maybe taking advantage of a team that um, I know me myself and Coach Ridling and others didn't expect to play Bingaroni. They played Friday night. Played against Apache. And um, they beat Apache, and a young lady named Drew Umbarger was um, great for uh, Bingaroni in that game. So I was keeping an eye on her on Saturday night, and they only held her to three points. She had 18 points against Apache. She only had three points against Canute, but Canute's offense was on point. They couldn't miss a shot, and that first quarter started on a – 17, 18, and 0 run in the first quarter, and um, just ran away with it, winning 77 to 30. Uh, My players of the games were Kylie Smith, Jade Gray, Taylor Butler, the three seniors, because they they led the team. Uh, Kylie had 21, Jade Gray had 18, all from outside, and Taylor Butler finished with 16. And so it was kind of storybook, their final game in that building. All three of them were high point, and I gave – uh, those trio, the player of the game, they were, they were good. And that, that team, that defense, I've been raving about it. It was very good, and it continued. That that defense forced a lot of turnovers, turned into points. And you couldn't ask for any more, anything more. Now they get Hollis on Thursday night, and they take care of that one. They get Friday off. They get the winner of Texoma and Surreal on Saturday over in Cheyenne. So the road is uh, – I mean, Hollis upset Navajo. I think me and you were kind of like, whoa. I was texting you back and forth on Saturday, efforting a score, and because there's a lot of uh, buzz in the gym, like, well, what's the score? What's the final score? We couldn't find it. wasn't on Squirtle. We couldn't. And I was like, well, we know Timmy, so maybe we can. So I asked you to reach out to him. 
my apologies because they were upset <laughs> by a point. And so now the Canute gets a um, Hollis team that's, what, 10 and 13? I think that's what the record was. But, you know, throw out the records in playoffs, right? You never know. So, you know, we'll see. But um, it was a good showing for Canute. I know the Canute boys lost, but I think they can hang their, they can hang their heads high a little bit because they had a chance. They had every chance to win that game despite the way that game was played. It was a fight. It was physical. And, at, you know, and it reminded me how when Canute played Calumet in the West Central Basketball Tournament where Calumet came out, they could not miss a shot from outside. And Apache did a little of that in that first quarter, but Canute hung with Calumet for about a half. In this case, Canute hung with Apache for three quarters and, again, had an opportunity to, you know, down five going into the fourth quarter, a lot of momentum going into that fourth quarter, but, again, a lot of credit to Apache because they didn't let that home environment shake them, and they, they stuck with the game plan and, and came out with the win. But um, both Canute teams will play next weekend, and that's all you could really ask for. Just give yourself a chance to continue into the next weekend. So that's what's going to happen. So we'll see what happens. Should be a fun weekend. <clears throat> now looking ahead to Hollis and Canute on the girls' side, uh, I just got a text that uh, you talked about the defense that Canute's been playing, especially the full court, and, and being really kind of forcing the issue. Uh, Hollis had 35 turnovers, so that's going to have to be a lot different, uh, wow. even in a win. <clears throat> so that's going to have to be a lot different. Hollis committed? Yes. In that loss? No, in the win. In that win, yeah. I'm sorry? Yes. So that they're going to have to that, clean. Listen, that's not going to fly well. If you no. do that against Canute, they make you pay for it. Yeah, they're going to have to clean that up for sure uh, to make it a game there on a Thursday night. But uh, Hollis did win both both teams. Uh, won two games uh, over the weekend uh, with the uh, girls knocking off Snyder on Friday, 42-32. And as you mentioned, a one-point win over Navajo uh, for the district title. Uh, on the girls' side. Then on the boys' side, it was uh, flipped as uh, they beat uh, Navajo on, on Friday night, 48-26, and then 40-27, to a win against Snyder uh, in the district title game. So Hollis will play that Boone Apache team that you just saw on uh, on uh, Thursday night down in Apache at 7.30 following the Canute girls. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, are both Arapahoe-Butler teams were district champions uh, this weekend as the Indians – Tough one against Union City, uh, but they come away with the 39-31 win. And so Arapahoe Butler moves into the regional winner's bracket on the boys' side. They'll play Velma Alma over in Union City on Thursday night at 7.30. Then the Lady Indians had uh, made quick work of Cordell, 53-8, to I think was the final score there. So the Lady Indians will also get Velma Alma at 6 o'clock. So that'll be uh, two, uh, two matchups with the same teams there, Arapahoe Butler and Velma Alma. Thursday at uh, Union City, 6 o'clock and 7.30 uh, for those regional uh, first-round regional uh, winner's bracket games. Uh, Leedy, the Lady Bison, and the Bison both uh, moved on into the winner's bracket as the – let's see, I think this is the girls' bracket. Nope, that's the boys. Uh, Leedy and uh, Visai will go at it for, what, third time this year, I think. Um, they yeah, they yeah. just played a – uh, a, a thriller for the the 270 conference title just a couple of what last weekend or weekend before last. Mm -hmm. uh, so you've got uh, you've got uh, Leedy and Visai at 7:30. That will be on Thursday at Beaver, and then on the other on the girls' side of things, it'll be Leedy and Tyrone. Lady Bison knocked off Winoka 74 to 36 to win the district title. So Leedy and Tyrone and uh, in uh, one side of that regional, Arnett and Goodwell will be the other side. And the girls is Arnett. 
uh, was the district 87 to 50 over Forgan. And that'll leave Hammond. How about the Warriors? Hammond's Warriors kind of struggled throughout the year. Um, close one Friday night against Sweetwater, but they came away with a four-point win, 47-43. And then on Saturday, they were able to uh, win the district titles. They beat Corn Bible Academy for that district championship, 49-37. to Was that the – I think that was the final score. It's hard to see on this bracket. It's got – Got it covered up because Corn Bible oh. Academy is too big. It's too too long a name. They, I think the final score is forty nine thirty seven. Uh, but then also, as as everyone expected, Lady Warriors are also district champions. Seventy five twenty one was the final there on Saturday night as Hammond beats Sweetwater. Both Hammond teams will get Duke next in the um, regional tournament. What else do we got? Uh, Eric. Both Eric teams were able to make it into the district championship game with wins over Blair one Thursday, one Friday, but then uh, Sentinel knocked off uh, both as uh, the Sentinel Bulldogs and the Lady Bulldogs are the district champions there um, in District 3. So Eric will move into the consolation bracket. The boys will play Mountain View Godibo at 3 o'clock at Mountain View Godibo. The girls will get granite uh, at one thirty on Thursday there down at Mountain View Godibo. So uh, Eric season will be on the line um coming up on thursday they got to win to continue to go anything else uh from around the, the around the area around the state that uh that kind of caught your eye here in the first week of the high school basketball playoffs well i mean because i'm following it so closely <clears throat> in area one class a um that in that area one you know we we talk about the canute girls surreal girls Caddo girls, even Hydro Weekly's in this area, and Tushka's in this area. We mentioned Tushka because they have defeated Caddo late in the regular season, and then they uh, they lose in their district championship game. I mean, so my point is, just this area is it seems tough, but in a weird way, feels kind of wide open. Uh, not incredibly wide open, but. You just that's why I keep saying it. You can throw out records, you can throw out past results in some cases because Bingaroni and uh, Apache girls played earlier in the year where B- Apache girls defeated them by I think it's like twenty one by twenty one points. Mm-hmm. And then Bingaroni turns around <laughs> and beats Apache forty five to thirty seven and ends their season. That's the fun of the playoffs, man. You you can throw out those past results and records. Everyone's record zero to zero, just look at the Hammond boys. They're two and out. That's all That's they right. care about. That's exactly they're two and zero, and they're district champs, and now they got a chance to to pull off a big upset against Duke in their home gym. You just you got to play the game. That's been kind of the theme in my mind. You just that's why we play the game. So, um, I mean that's that's for me. I mean, just keeping a close eye on on some of the results and what that could mean down the road. But it could mean squat because you got to play the game. Man, I just looking at specifically Canute boys. With Snyder first, uh, we're getting a text that uh, former Hammond player Lane Hawkins is their coach. Remember, uh, Snyder boys. Oh, Snyder boys. Yeah. Okay. But, but when you, you look at that game, and then who comes next? Whoever loses between Texoma and Surreal, those teams are both ranked in like the top 15? Something like that? I mean, that's a... Texoma and Surreal? Texoma and Surreal boy, on the boys' side. Aren't they both? I was thinking they were both pretty... Maybe, maybe I can find girls. it. I've got it right here, too. Texoma's one of those teams, kind of like, kind of like how I feel about Goodwill. I mean, they look like uh, they appear to be good, 
based on their record. Yeah, they're ranked 10th. 10 and 13. Number 10 and number 13. Yeah. So that's who Canute's going to – they're going to get one of those two right. if they beat Snyder. I mean, that's right. a heck of a uh, – just for a Friday regional consolation game, that's a heck of an opponent that uh, that you're going to get. And then on the other side, uh, Boone Apache and Hollis. I mean, it just seems like, you know, if you if you look at that and in, in what projections would be, you would obviously want to be on the on, on down on the bottom, Turpin and Inverns flat. Maybe get Hollis, which is it seems a weaker opponent, at least according to the rankings, than what you you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. the, the way that the way that shook out with the with the the uh, assignments and the pairings, I mean that's a heck of a tough game uh, just to right off the bat. And then uh, also on the girls' rankings, let me pull that up right quick. Just thinking about Arapahoe Butler girls with their first round of regional matchup uh, against Velma Alma. No, that's something, I was thinking it's about something different. Anyhow, uh, you know, I, I looked at one of the Velma Alma teams. It seemed like a team that might be able to do some damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you, I mean, we thought there was a couple of these kind of areas that seemed really tough. And I think we're finding that out <laughs> just when you look at the possibility of these matchups so early. I mean, you these could be like area games. Yeah. They're happening right here. Uh, here it is, Velma Alma, the boys, number 11. So you got eleven and four, number 11 and number 15 in one area going at it in the first round of regionals. You've got number 10 and number 13 going at it in the first round. I mean, that's, that's getting pretty serious pretty quick uh, here in the, in the playoffs in that Class A boys, and it, it, that's the one that seems so wide open. Not, you know, it, multiple. That was the hardest one for me to pick. And, and yeah. find and find eight because there were so many teams that you felt even like. before picking it. I, th- I, th- I said that I said class A when you asked me what state tournament, you know, potential state tournament seems mm-hmm. more wide open, which could mean a lot of fun. Yeah, that was class A, and maybe it shouldn't just be the state, just the playoffs as a whole. <laughs> class A boys could be just a lot of fun based on early results and early returns and and, and the matchups we get now. So. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, the Texoma thing. I didn't. I failed to see that Texoma and, and Surreal, two ranked teams, and they're yeah. first round the regional. First round the regional. Holy going moly! At it. Yeah, it does feel like a area type thing. It does. Yeah. I mean, like, they're. I mean, ten and thirteen. You you'll get the top eight matchups later. You know, obviously when they come across. But man, that's that's uh, it's getting thrown into the deep end pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And you look at uh, what Texoma has done. They've beaten some good teams. Uh, throughout the year um at times they've they've lost some of those too but uh yeah that's a whew. you just don't expect to see that that quick i was let's see friday man i'll tell you uh, what real quick i mean just while we're there on in class uh-huh. a i was just happened to look this up but looking at surreal's matchup with texoma girls yeah I mean they're not ranked but they're 21 and 4 texoma girls and again the goodwill thing the panhandle thing do we know anything about them? Right. Other than just what we see their results on paper, but do we know anything about them? And so keep an eye on that game. I might quietly be rooting for an upset because it helps out Canoe, but keep an eye on that game over in Cheyenne. That's as neutral as they can get. Texoma coming down to Cheyenne, Surreal going over to Cheyenne, Thursday, 6 o'clock. Yeah, Texoma is 21-4. and four. Looking at their losses, they lost to Hooker by 6. They lost the number one ceiling, who everyone's losing to. They lost a hooker again. Where's the fourth loss? Oh, they started the year. They lost to Tyrone. 
Did you see? I just now noticed this. I'm, I totally missed this. Did you see? I know a team that a lot of people liked in Class A boys, especially with the way they start. They finished the season. Mm-hmm. Went down. Who's that? Laverne. Shattuck beat Laverne in the dis, in, in district seventy to fifty five. In the district championship. District championship. Wow. I think that was one of my picks. Oh, and a bunch of people had Laverne in the in the state in this in in the state tournament in the eight for state. We got to figure out a way to get that posted so everybody can see the picks. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's a long road for the Tigers after a seventy to fifty five loss to Shattuck. Yeah, you don't want to lose in district and then try to get in the state. That's, I was trying that's to tough. think. I was trying to think of a team. I, I can think of one recently that was able to do that. Yeah, they were one of my picks. And that was uh, Coach Ridling's Sentinel Lady Bulldogs. Lost from, in the district. And they, they lost to Cheyenne in, in the district they, tournament, and they made it all the, way through, all the way through to the state tournament a few years back. Uh, let's see. Boy, I saw – I'm going to tell you something. I saw a dude on Friday night. Newcastle came, yeah. to, came to Elk City for senior night. Uh, the girls' game was just one of those games. There was It, it reminded me so much – of 2018, the Elk City boys that year had a bunch of seniors that had played a lot of minutes with Trent and Blue Allen and Daquan and Chipper and all those guys. And there was so much emotion. And it was like it just it, – it, it never was positive. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it just – and they lost to cash that night. That's exactly what it reminded me of on Friday night with the Elkettes in Newcastle. Um, it, it, there was just, you know, with what, seven, eight, nine seniors on, on the roster – and, and those girls that have played a bunch of minutes and have been really, really good. Um, it just never – it was just a lot. You know what I mean? There's just a lot of emotion going on. And the Elkettes just couldn't quite get it done. Uh, as they seemed like every time they'd make a run and they were down 13 going into the fourth quarter, outscored uh, Newcastle 12-3 to to pull back within four halfway through. And it, it kind of felt like, okay, here it is. They're, they're going to they're gonna end up winning this game. And then every time Newcastle had an answer, uh, knocking down shots. Um, Natalie Orr had 28 uh, for Newcastle in a 60 to 49 win. It just and they made free throws. I think they were tw- uh, 10 of 11 or 11 of 12 in the free uh, from the free throw line in the fourth quarter to, to kind of just once Oxley had a foul, they they made them. Uh, and so uh, that was uh, one of those kind of a just every you just kind of looked around and went, man, it just did not go Elk City's way. Boys game, Newcastle. Has a sophomore named Carl Sean Young. He's transferred from I think PC, one of the Putnam cities. He's there, left-handed. I don't know, probably six foot two or three, whatever he is. That dude can go. He had twenty-six in probably two quarters. Is they didn't really need him to play that much, unfortunately. Uh, he was six of seven from the three uh, from behind the arc. He was he was incredible player one of the better ones that i've seen all year long um newcastle's good really yes he is good he's even better, better than he's good man then if, if he can shoot it like i'd seen him play at hinton and he, he the other night he knocked down the shots from behind the I mean, he, he can get by you mm-hmm. whenever he wants but if he's knocking down the shots from the outside too i mean you just throw your hands up really? and that's what he was doing yeah. i mean you know he one time he'd go by somebody to the rim next time he'd go step back and if he's knocking down that step back three you're just done 
and they and the Elks were on Friday night. That guy was good. Newcastle, number six and four A, they're good. They're they're going to be, you know, there's there's just there's so many of those Western Conference teams <laughs> that gonna, are that yeah. are there that are going to be, um, you know, along with Douglas and Crossings Christian uh, from outside that conference. But there's four uh, A boys is going to be a, a a fun a fun ride to see exactly where it all ends up with Weatherford and, and Kingfisher and Newcastle from the Western Conference and then the, the schools in the city area uh, with the two privates and then also Douglas. Um, a lot of people like Douglas uh, to be the state champs, but uh, I think there would be something to be said from out uh, from out this way and in that conference uh, when it comes to who's going to win the 4A boys. But, man, I was impressed uh, with Newcastle. Uh, they played really, really well on Friday night. We've got Bethany coming to town tonight. Final regular season game for the Elkettes and the Big Elks. The Elkettes have a huge challenge uh, with Bethany coming out here. They are number two or three. can't remember what the final rankings were. Um, That's a makeup game, right? Yeah, it's yeah. from a couple Tuesdays ago when Bethany couldn't make it out here because of the ice. Yeah, they're number three, 20 and one. Their only loss, I think, was to Tuttle uh, this season. So they, had, they won a game 94 to nothing. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Second game of the year against uh, Harding Fine Arts in a tournament. 94 and nothing. My goodness. Yeah. Watch out. Well, that's a whole other discussion. It's a <laughs> when we're talking about stalling or trying to that's uh I think I remember that. I think I remembered that. Someone's like, "What are you guys doing?" And it's in the first turn, they played the Christian Heritage Academy tournament right off the bat. They win 94 0, 95 18, and 78 28. They have beaten people down. That one, the lone loss to Tuttle, but uh, within the conference, 47 21 against Kingfisher, 83 41 against Weatherford. Are you kidding me? Holy Moses. Wow. I know they've got, uh, I think her name, Keziah Lofton. It's uh, committed to OU already. I think she's a junior this year. So come on out. It's going to be a tough battle. There's no doubt about that. Uh, tonight inside the Pioneer Center for the final regular season game with the uh, brown and white on the floor. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Super Bowl last night, we'll discuss what happened. And uh, just give you give you our thoughts. We'd like to hear your thoughts, 225-9698. Give us your thoughts on the Super Bowl. We're hanging out at Sayre National this morning right here on the Skinny on Sports on the Sports Animal. Are you looking for a place to watch the games and enjoy a cold beverage? I know the spot. The sports bar at Sayre National is the place for your watch party, whether it's college bowl games, the NFL playoffs, or any event that's just more fun to watch with a group of friends. It's outfitted with three large TVs and plenty of those cold drinks. Clubhouse also has a banquet room that's perfect for hosting meetings, weddings, baby showers, any other event that requires space for a large number of folks. Come enjoy the hospitality at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. Are you crying? Are you crying? Skinny on sports. There's no crying in baseball. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, hanging out at Sayre National this morning. It's going to be a gorgeous afternoon. I'm sure there will be. We already saw uh, Jim come in uh, to play golf. And so I'm sure there will be plenty of golfing going on this afternoon here at Sayre National as the temperature will warm up. Uh, highs in the 60s for the first few days of the week. So come on out. Get your old, if you don't have your, 
your clubs. You've had them in storage for the winter. Knock off the dust. Get them out. Of course, the Saturday scrambles start at 1 o'clock every Saturday, weather permitting. Five for five this, uh, this winter on Saturday and getting those in. Haven't had a, haven't had a bad Saturday yet. So um, come on out. It's lots of fun. Good group uh, here at Sayre National. All right, Jared, Super Bowl last night. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still trying to process exactly what happened and how it happened. Because it felt like to me in the first half, Philadelphia just dominated that game. You know, the, yeah. they, they showed that stat that had coming out of, I think, the third quarter kickoff that Philly almost had as many first downs as the Chiefs had run plays. I think Kansas City had run 20 plays in the first half, and Philly had 17 first downs. But as good as he played, I, I think the, one, the, the play of the first half was that Jalen Hurts fumble uh, that was picked up and ran back for a touchdown. And, you know, 24-14 to 14 lead at halftime. It felt like Philly was the better team. It felt like Philly uh, was the more physical team. It just it, it seemed – and then Mahomes, of course, kind of gets rolled up on, and you're not sure exactly how that's going to work for him uh, with that ankle. And then in the second half, he was magnificent. And the Kansas City defense did enough to be able to, to, to put their team in a position – and then once it got, you know, one, even at 35-35, that was, that was the point where I went, you know what? Kansas City's going to win this game. Yeah. Because now Mahomes has got it with five minutes left. It's just, that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> Mahomes is going to go down there and win this game. And that's exactly what happened. I just, I'm still trying to figure out how Kansas City won. Any problem, because we've got to talk about it, any problem with the whole defensive holding call? I thought it was terrible. I thought it was absolutely terrible. I mean, even, I guess, James Bradbury, the player for the Eagles that got called, said he grabbed his jersey. But, man, you can't make that call at that point. It's got to be egregious. Yeah, it wasn't. And it wasn't. No. And, you know, it kind, of, it kind of rolls with the theme for Kansas City. I mean, some people I know I didn't like um, – the flag last in the, in the AFC title game on Osai, even though, you know, by the letter of the law, it's a hit out of bounds. But, I mean, come on. It, it decided, helped decide the game. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened last night. Instead, I mean, there's no guarantee that Hurts can, can drive his team, but you're going to have one timeout in a minute 40-ish yeah. when you get the ball back. I th- it just kind of – it. It just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth, at least, because that was, a, that was the game we were hoping it would be. It was entertaining. Oh yeah, offensive. Um, the defense has made some plays, but the offenses were uh, were better for sure. Yeah, after the and first you, two and touchdowns, then it's just done. Yeah, after the, after the first two touchdowns, I thought, yeah, we're going to get our shootout, and we got our shootout. Yeah, you know, even one was a defensive touchdown, but still, it was a shootout. And I texted you, I was like, what? I couldn't remember what score I picked. I thought maybe Philly can get it back, kick three, and I look like a genius almost, but. Um, yeah, you don't want a game to – it's in all sports. You don't want the official to decide a game, you know. But uh, that's unfortunate that's how it is. And then you're right. We don't know if that – if it was a non-call. We don't – you know, 
it's still Kansas City. It's still Patrick Mahomes. He could still, you know, and he still had Kelsey. You know, he could still drive them down, at least get them closer to a field goal than what they did, but or as close as they did. But um, you hate the that for that to kind of have the shadow over what was a pretty, pretty damn good Super Bowl. I had fun watching. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome until right so that there. One play. One and, call. And, and that's isn't that kind of what we wanted to see though. As as much as as Hertz has been phenomenal this season, better than almost anybody thought he would be. We still haven't got to see him in that spot, and that's what we were robbed of. We've yeah. seen Mahomes do it. Mm-hmm. Mahomes did it against San Francisco in the Super Bowl. You know, th- throwing the long pass to Tyreek and and leading him f- for a touchdown. But we did. We were robbed of seeing Jalen Hurts have a chance to really kind of kind of make his mark and be able to. Uh, to do something that a lot of people don't are, are really wondering if he was able to do. Yeah, I want to know something. But on Jalen, ask yeah, a question. Ahead. It might be the same thing I'm going to ask. No, go ahead. Has he solidified? I mean, it's he's legit. Are we? Are we? Oh yeah. I mean, he was fantastic last night. Yeah, he was. Despite the fumble, the one mistake. But when he needed a drive, when they needed points, whatever, he answered. He was cool, calm. Made the throws, made the, the 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 scrambling plays that set up the plays, stuff like that. Are, are there, can we lay the question down? Can we put it to rest? Is he an NFL quarterback? He's an NFL quarterback. Oh yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's some things that he can he can improve on. But man, when you go 37 or 27 or 38 for 304, uh, one throwing touchdown, three rushing touchdowns on 70 yards on 15 carries. The, he he literally there was one mistake made. Yeah. And the entire game on both sides offensive the, the offenses were so good. Mm-hmm. There was literally one mistake. And it ended up kind of giving the Chiefs a, enough life in the first half to be able to to stage that comeback. It was uh, but I I'm still just cuz if it, it I don't know I don't even really know how it happened. Like in the second half the Chiefs defense held Philly to 11 points. A field goal, and then that drive there with mid middle of the fourth quarter to tie it in, in the two point conversion. Did gosh, did Philly just kind of get away? I mean, they threw it thirty eight times and ran it thirty two. Were they just? Did they have so much success that they kind of got away from what they really were? Should they? Do those numbers need to be flipped, or even a little bit more run heavy than what they were? I I, I don't know. I do know this though. And I mentioned this on Friday, and I heard talk about it, and you know, Eagles fans, or you know, people that were supporting the Eagles to win the game, kind of poo-pooed the stats. But that Philadelphia defense was statistically awesome. All those sacks, you know, third most in the history of the league, and, and all those numbers that were piled up, but. When they played a real quarterback, they got lit. Jared Goff lit them. Aaron Rodgers, then the, the Packers lit them on fire. So did Dak, Dak and the Cowboys lit them on fire. And that's what Pat Mahomes did last night, lit them on fire. Yep. Where were those vaunted pass rushers? They were getting blocked. That's where they were at. Yep. Yeah. They couldn't get a lot of pressure. They didn't, they didn't have a sack. No. And there was only a couple of times where Mahomes really kind of had to move to avoid to to avoid the rush. I thought uh, everybody went into that game 
praising the Philadelphia offensive line, and rightfully so. Uh, they've been as good as anybody throughout the year. But I think maybe the Kansas City guys took that as a little bit of a, of a slight because they were fantastic up and down the line to give Mahomes the time. You know, did you see what, you know what Pat Mahomes' uh, quarterback rating was? I didn't look, no. 96.4. Mm. 21 of 27, 182, and three touchdowns. But the thing that, the thing that Kansas City was able to do that I, I don't know people thought they could was run it. Yeah, they ran it very They were well. able to run it when they wanted to. Pacheco was great. Uh, McKinnon had, had the one long run of 14 yards. Mahomes had the long scramble. Um, they just, gosh, it, 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 I just, just don't know how they won. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is why they, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, and, yeah. I, and I texted you at, at halftime when you were like, man, Philly's just better. And I was like, yeah, it, it reminds me of when OU is in the playoff right now or has been in the, in the last few years. If they don't get otherworldly quarterback play, they get ran out of the stadium. And yep. that's what was about to happen to Kansas City at halftime. Yeah. And then Mahomes put on his Superman cape. I mean, when he was over there on the bench, writhing in pain with Philly about to have the ball to go up two, you know what I mean, right before half, it was just like, this is over. You think he plays that up? I don't know. I mean, it, it looked like he couldn't even walk, and then the next thing well, you know, he's running scramble. 25 yards. Yeah, and exactly. Totally and on healthy. that long scramble, when he goes and he comes up and he kind of comes up with a limp, I'm like, dude, you're playing it up because now you're in position to win this game, and now you're wanting to uh, look like the, the hero. I don't know if he was trying to play that up. I don't know. I don't know how much that goes into people's uh, – you know, we're on the biggest stage in the world. Everyone's looking at me. I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to – cast a shadow over a, a, a good player, but he's he's good. He's he, he's the reason why they won that game. Oh, he's Clear better, and simple. He's better than Plain good. Simple. He's yeah. better than good. And I don't want to hear I don't want to hear any conversation of anybody else as the best quarterback in the league. No, no. Right now it's I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I don't want to hear your Josh Allen or your Joe Burrow or your whoever else. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback Until in the league. Until somebody and goes and, and knocks him off. I mean Right now, they look like the favorites for next year. Now, there's a lot that can happen, but um, they look like they could be the favorite for next year. And, and you're right. He's the best quarterback in the game right now. And that's, um, that's going to be the way it is until somebody goes and beats him. How, his legacy, that, that is a legacy-building game mm -hmm. last night yeah. with, with the way that it just it, it did not feel like they had the best team. I, I, I don't think they did. I think Philly had had the better team. No, I think everybody thought that going Mahomes. in. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They, that, yeah. that was literally the difference. And, and as good as Hertz was, and Hertz was good, he was very good. But he wasn't great, and he did make the only mistake of the game. Yeah, Philadelphia and Hertz beats twenty eight other teams in the league last night. Yeah, they beat everybody else, but that. But, but that team, mm -hmm. that one team, is is Kansas City. Do you think yeah. on the text line talking about you know getting shot shot up? At, do you think he did? You know, the, the, well, if that's the case, then Rihanna needs the MVP, right? Well, that's for it, as long as the halftime show is and during the Super Bowl, and he had all that time. You mentioned that too because I said, "Uh oh," when he when he was twisted up, and and uh, you said, "Well, it, fortunately, there's a long halftime for that shot to kick in." Twenty nine minutes instead of thirteen minutes. Yeah, and you know that. I think initially you're starting to think, okay, gosh, he's going to have to sit there for that whole time. Will it 
kind of lock up. Yeah. Well, not if he took that shot. He gets right. that much more chance for it to to kick in and, and to start working. So I I didn't really hear any talk about that last night. Like you're you know, not going to hear that. I mean, if the you know, last they, time it was shot, like, last yeah. time it was I didn't like he didn't take a shot uh, going into the to the AFC title game. I don't. It just it was amazing how and maybe it was just one of those where it hurt for a set, you know, for and then wore off. Yeah. I, I don't know. Serious question though. I mean, something they'll have to address, and, and hopefully it's nothing serious. But you know, will they look at that and, and is it just okay? This is you know, get time off your ankle and in rehab, or will they have to go in and look at it? You know, surgery wise. I'm just pure hypothetical. I haven't heard anything. I'm not trying to put panic into Kansas City fans, but sometimes you hear that just all of a sudden like, oh, uh, Kansas City's announced that Mahomes is going to have ankle surgery because the damage is really, really bad. Yeah, yeah it's, they're, it's they're, hard to believe he could play the way he played if he if, needed, if he needed yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah. and, it, and it could be a maintenance thing too uh, for, for, long, for longevity yeah, down yeah. the road. Philly became only the second team in the history of the Super Bowl to lose when they led by double digits at halftime. You know the other? Atlanta? That's exactly it. The Falcons of two, 2016. Poor Atlanta. They're going to be the trivia answer for a lot of stuff like this, right? <laughs> Losing a double-digit lead. Yeah. Yeah, that's an easy answer. Uh, last question on the Super Bowl. Would you rather have run the last play that Dallas ran to get San Francisco that got made fun of so bad or thought it was a good idea to try to throw a 75-yard Hail Mary like Philly did last night? Um... I mean, what was that? What were they doing? I'm sure there's contingencies of if you catch it, start lateraling. But I mean, it literally looked like they thought he could throw it 80 yards in the air. Yeah. It'd have to be. I mean, no, you don't want that play that Cowboys ran in the Super Bowl as the last play. Well, as much as it didn't look like it, and both are Hail Marys, uh, you know, at the end, at least that, you know, they did something. That was just like a give up to me. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was for sure going to be lateral it around. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, he dropped back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's just going to throw it down the. Yeah, there's not a lot of plays in the playbook. Yeah, there's not for that. But I think the I think the plan was throw it as deep as you can. If you catch it, start looking for a guy in green and lateral it to him and keep it going. Extend this as yeah, far as possible. Yeah, like, maybe like maybe even get everybody rushing up and like, like try it. to tip it. Yeah, ahead. And then, last thing we have to mention, the field. What was wrong with the field? I did see, I mean, there was a big story last week about how the, the grass was an OSU thing. I mean, they, they grew it. But here's the thing. I saw one of the turf people from OSU on Twitter last night. Mm. He was adamant that it wasn't the Lahoma 31 that was causing the slipping because they blended it, ryegrass with it. Mm-hmm. And that was the slipping, the the problem. It wasn't the the, that the stuff that they created. Why why did they blend it? It Why did they bring in the rye? That's he. That's what he was trying to say. But I guess it's like the base layer, and then they and then they overseed it with the rye. And the the, rye is the rye looks it looks pretty, but that's it. I can yeah that that it, it can I can see it being slick. Then I wondered if it was a final coating of something to make that. Well, were they make were, it shine you know, for the Super Bowl? I don't know. When was they it? were kicking, every time they kick an extra point, they were always in where it was painted 
and I and I was always one. I wondered right from the beginning, like, man, they are they going to slip on yeah. that? I mean, but even the kicker, you know, they showed the one yeah. Philadelphia kickoff man, where he almost know. rolled himself up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, very interesting. And here's another thing about that, though. I'll screenshot in a bunch of tweets in case they're going to be deleted last night <laughs> from certain uh, Twitter handles uh, who were bragging about the turf. It but was, I didn't know that part. I didn't know about yeah. About was, them. There's a overseed with okay. rye, and and it also there, there's two places where it seems like they they have grass inside. Uh huh. Houston. And out there in Arizona, mm-hmm. and it doesn't it not feel like they they those two fields are always kind of slippery for some reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it just seems like they are. Oh, uh, she's getting back at an OU and a Tech quarterback. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> From our man Monty. <laughs> that, that's, that's funny. Yeah, it's Dakota's right. It's brand new, and so there's no traffic. You could see, it makes sense that there could be kind of some some instability. You know, when you first – it's like they should have done it earlier. It just reminded me of a King of the Hill episode where they're slipping all over the place and they had to call the game off. It wasn't that bad, but, but yeah. And I didn't really notice it until they started – they talked about it after the halftime show. Mm-hmm. They were kind of mentioning it. And then they then I saw the kicker. I'm like, oh, boy, this doesn't look good. Yeah, Rinaldi was on top of it uh, with, like, Hurts changing his shoes yeah. in, in the second quarter and all that kind of stuff, changing the cleats. I mean, he was – it became a pretty, pretty big story it of that did. game. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, talk a little bit about what is the schedule going to look like for the Sooners and the Horns coming up in 2000. Well, we'll know a lot sooner than we did this year. You One would like to think that that would be the case. We will uh, we will be back from Sayre National here to wrap it up on a Monday. Skinny on Sports on the road right here on the Sports Animal. I know. You're chomping at the bit to try out your brand new golf equipment. I've got the perfect spot. Sayre National starting their Saturday scrambles in January. It's a great way to scratch that golfing itch through the winter months until springtime brings green grass and warmer temps. The Saturday scrambles are weather permitting, but trust me, from personal experience, they'll play most Saturdays in just about any weather. If your golf game needs a new secret weapon, the Pro Shop has tons of Callaway clubs, balls, and apparel. Come hang out at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. The Skinny on Sports. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. We're hanging out at Sayre National. I mentioned earlier the secret weapon was one of the winners this week of the Saturday Scramble. Mark, the secret weapon, Boswell. And he is looking around for a team into the Bob at the, well, end of, at the end of April. Why is he looking around? Shouldn't he be recru- be the one being recruited? That's a fair question. If he is the secret weapon, he's over here winning. Shouldn't people go, hey, I want that guy on my team? I mean, if he just can, continues to win, I would say probably so. It's usually how it works. You want a winner. It was just handed this a bucket list golf shot. It's a uh, it benefits the infant crisis services. Oh, interesting! And so you can you can buy chances to win rounds of golf. Look, look at uh, different courses. So there's like the, locally or in or? in Oklahoma. Okay. So you've got the Bedlam package. Oh. And you would get uh, a round of golf for four at Karsten, Jimmy Austin. 
and OKC Golf and Country Club. That's a pretty good deal right there. Uh, great state package. You go to the Territory in Duncan, the Patriot, and the Golf Club of Oklahoma. The Maxwell package would be Twin Hills, Dornick Hills, and Southern Hills. And then another one for Oak Tree National Colonial down in Fort Worth. And then Gallardia. So $500 is the ticket price. Wow. For a shot to win one of these. But I got news for you. If you went to play these golf courses in any of these packages, 500 ain't going to get them done. Uh-uh. Not for four of you. No. Not, so not for four of you at three, at the three of those courses. Ain't yeah. going to get her. Yeah, do the math. That's, that's a deal right there. Okay. Yeah. We Good don't cause, have, too. I like that. Yeah, it is. That's a great deal. We don't have time for the uh, – we don't have time to talk about scheduling. We'll have to, do, we'll have to push that. Any, any commercials that caught your uh, eye last night? Because um, I'm, a, I'm a nerd. I, I enjoy the movies. I like the – and it wasn't necessarily on TV, but the, the teaser for the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I went online watched that. They did the same thing with The Flash. Um, those were good. Um, Indiana Jones had a new one there. Do you think at 80 he'd be making another Indiana, Harrison Ford doing Indiana Jones again? I hope physically he could do it. I hope it's a little bit more realistic than the last one. I think it is because the director. Okay, good. He directed, his name's James Mangold. He directed um, the movie called Logan, which is like old version Logan from X-Men, but it got rave reviews, and it was really down-to-earth real. Mm-hmm. And he did a, a biopic about or a history pick about uh, Ford versus Ferrari. That's the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really good director. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. his stuff. Um, there was one about an electric truck. I can't remember if it was Dodge or Ford who did it, but they played it out like an ED commercial. We hear a lot of those on this station. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. The wordplay on it was perfect. It was funny. Um, those those kind of stood out to me. What about you? I like the Michelob Ultra commercials that – Paid homage yes. to a Caddyshack. Those are great. Those are fantastic. I thought those were really, really good. Um, the, one of them with uh, Ricky Fowler when he sat there asking about do, why do golfers talk in the third person, and he said Ricky Fowler doesn't talk in the third person. <laughs> you know, so I, thought those, I thought those were really good. Uh, Tony Romo finally made it in the Super Bowl. Yes, he was uh, the Bill Murray character. Oh, right, right. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they brought back Noonan. Yeah, he played basically um, um, Chevy Chase's character. Yes. Yeah, it would be the ball. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it was. It was great. That was a good one. I liked. I liked those. Uh, God, there was one other that it seemed like everybody just started laughing at, but I can't remember what it was. It, it's. It. We were talking off the air though. It's. It's so much different now. Yeah. Because one, you can go find these before before the Super Bowl, and it's probably makes sense for the the companies that are buying that ad time to go ahead and and put that out there earlier. Mm-hmm. But it's just different than it was, you know, 15 years ago when everybody would just stop what they were doing yeah. when it went when the commercials came on. When you were at the Super Bowl party, the quieter the quietest it got was when the commercials came on. That's right. And then when the game came back on, then everyone started People chit-chatting start, and right. eating and cheering on or whatever. Yeah. What were your thoughts on Rihanna? Underwhelming. It was just underwhelming for me. It's not my type of music, for one. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, okay. I mean, I watched it, and I a little cringeworthy at times with where she was putting her hands. And, and, but uh, 
I was like, okay, well, maybe she'll, you know, sometimes they'll have a halftime performance and they'll bring out a special guest, surprise yeah. guest or something. Nothing like that. Wasn't it shocking with, it with just, the way her career has gone, with the collaborations that she's done that nobody else? Nothing. That was, that was wild. I thought, yeah. the, I thought it was cool how they had her, you know, the, with the different platforms sure. raising yeah. and all that kind of I well, thought it, that was really it's neat. It's a spectacle. It's a halftime show. It, it's going to get, you know, all of that, but... The performance itself, you know, it was just a medley of her songs. Some songs I didn't realize she sang. And I'm like, okay. You know, it was pretty funny because uh, going to Clinton on uh, Saturday for the for Wyatt's basketball games, my mom rode with us. And Kara and I were kind of, we played some songs mm-hmm. to see if my, uh, just see if mom knew them. Like, you know, this. Like Rihanna songs? Yeah, Rihanna songs. Okay. And then for the first, I don't know, six, six of them she played, I was like, oh, great. None of the ones we played you, <laughs> she's playing. And then finally, <laughs> there was a couple there at the end. That's funny. Uh, uh, Mr. Weatherly said the J-Lo and Ben's Dunkin' Donuts. That was a good one. That was a good one. Very good. That was funny. Oh, another movie commercial, uh, that movie Air, about the first Air Jordan. Oh, yeah. That looked, speaking of of, uh, of uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in that one, that one looks really, really good. Um Back on the halftime thing, I know we're out of time, but what performer would you uh, – we've had this discussion before, but who would you like to see perform the halftime show? I got two in mind. That I would love to see the Foo Fighters. Okay, you took one of mine, yes. And then with the way that he belted the Star-Spangled Banner, Star Banner, give me some Chris Stapleton out there. Yeah, I'll go the country route because he's still doing it. Garth Brooks. Garth would be awesome. He has plenty of hits. He's performed. I think he performed the national anthem at one time, but he's never done a halftime show. Well, and anybody that has ever been to a Garth Brooks show tells you it's just phenomenal. He'll bring that energy. Yes. Yeah, he does it for, for, what, two and a half, three hours a night when he's performing. Give him a 15, 10-minute stage, he'd blow it out of the park. And Foo Fighters, too, and we all, everybody, everybody would know every song that they play. Because they're such a staple on the radio a lot. But those are the two I want. I mean, we've had three years in a row of, of R&B and rap. And at, at least three years that Bob I can remember. We had The weekend. We had the, the oh, West right. Coast guys last year. Mm-hmm. And then we had Rihanna. That's all well and good. Let's mix it up a little bit. Give me the Foo Fighters. Give me Garth Brooks. Chris Stapleton, yes. He was awesome, by the way. Yes, he was. I saw a discussion of where that rank in the national anthem that said it's up there. It's upper tier. It is upper tier. Right there with the Whitney Houstons. And this is one that they'll they'll go back and go. Yeah, he's one of the best ones. It was good. It was great. George Strait, Sammy Hagar on the text line. Sammy, I don't know. I think we missed the window on Van Halen since um Eddie Van Halen passed away. Have to get have to get him from out of out of Cabo. Yeah. Let's see. I was going to go back. And so, okay, so it, it went. So in seventeen, Lady Gaga, then to Timberlake, then Maroon Five, Shakira and J Lo. Hit the wrong button. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Then the weekend. Then the West Coast yeah, guys. Yeah. So it's gone even further back. With the yeah, it goes poppy R and B stuff. When is the last time it wasn't? Let's look. Uh, Springsteen, The Who, um, which that's way back. Bruno Mars, Beyonce, Madonna, Black Eyed Peas, The Who. Yeah, The Who. The Who. 
and that was 2010. Because there's that period where, yeah, after the when the Timberlake after Nipgate, yeah, happened. they said okay, and they went back to like a lot of classic rock. Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, Rolling yeah. Stones, Paul McCartney, yeah, were in that. They went to there, and then they've gone back to what we have now. Again, that's fine, but I say you know start mixing it up. The halftime show for me has become underwhelming. I'll watch it, but yeah, it's, I not liked, how, it's not what it used to be. I liked last last year's. It was awesome. That was good. It, it, they've had those throwback songs. I loved last year's. And I didn't mind yesterday. She just didn't play the ones I want. I, just, I can't believe that. I mean, Jay-Z was there. How does he? I, I just With yeah. all the collaborations she's done and all the collaborations we've seen throughout the years at the Super Bowl halftime show, it, it felt like it was tailor-made. For for her to bring somebody out, yeah, it just never happened. Didn't happen. Anyway, anyway, there you go. It's it's a crazy way to announce you're pregnant too. Yeah, I was watching those. Is she pregnant? That's what everybody was saying. <laughs> I knew she had a kid, and I was trying to remember recently. Yeah, I was like, well, did she? Is she still pregnant? She did <laughs> not waste time. Yeah, uh, good for her. And then I realized she was pregnant. I was like, I don't think I'd want to be on that platform. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pregnant. Well, that, that, one time, high. that one time she had to sit down. Yeah, <laughs> I was I like, well, she ran out of breath. Yeah, don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame her at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll wrap it up for our Monday here at Sarah National. Don't forget uh, the Saturday scramble starting at 1 o'clock each and every Saturday when the weather's nice enough. we got the Bob coming up at the end of April, the uh, alumni tournament on Easter weekend. It's two-man there that Saturday before Easter. The Bob is a four-man at the end of April. 29th and 30th. So get uh, get involved, get signed up. Those things will fill up fast if you're not uh, Johnny on the spot. So uh, it's, uh, we'll post a tournament schedule for the rest of the summer as I took a picture of that today. Thanks for everybody for listening. This has been the Skinny on Sports on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way. Are you looking for a place to watch the games and enjoy a cold beverage? I know the spot. The Sports Bar at Sarah National is the place for your watch party, whether it's college bowl games, the NFL playoffs, or any event that's just more fun to watch with a group of friends. It's outfitted with three large TVs and plenty of those cold drinks. Clubhouse also has a banquet room that's perfect for hosting meetings, weddings, baby showers, any other event that requires space for a large number of folks. Come enjoy the hospitality at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club.